Exodus chapter 20, verse 17. And then Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 21. We'll read those two scriptures, and then you can be seated. Exodus chapter 20, verse 17, and Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 21. And the subject is, thou should not covet. Amen. You got it, saints? Thou should not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou should not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 21. Could we all read that together, saints? Neither shalt thou desire thy neighbor's wife, Neither shalt thou covet thy neighbor's house, his field, or his manservant, or his maidservant, his ox, or his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. Amen. You may be seated. Covet means to desire. And we can desire good things and we can desire bad things. We can desire something that belongs to somebody else. The commandment refers to, to desire, desire to the point of seeking to take something that belongs to someone else. To desire wrongfully, to wish, long, or crave for something especially the property of another person. Oh, good God for glory. Oh, my God. To wish, to long, or crave for something, especially the property of another person. Coveting is a desire. It is a matter of the heart, an attitude, a matter of strong emotions. In other words, when I think too about the word covet, I think about the word greedy. Some people are greedy. Sometimes you can already have something, but you want what somebody else has got. So God wants us to learn how to be content with whatever we have. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 and 10, the scripture said that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the rain, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So the Bible says you reap what you sow. Whatever you put out is coming back. So when we do wrong, God knows what punishment we deserve. When we do good, God knows how to bless us. So God don't make mistakes, but God chastises the ones that he loves. I thought about in Acts chapter 5, verse 3, how when Peter, the Bible says, but Peter said, Ananias, 
why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? God knew Ananias was going to lie. He knew it. He did not know that he was lying to the Holy Ghost. He was so busy looking at Peter's outward appearance. And we have to be careful, saints of God, because some of us, we might not look like too much to one another, but how close is that person to God? God loves his people. You don't know how much this sister is praying or how much she's fasting. We have to be careful what we say about one another, whether with the Holy Ghost or without the Holy Ghost. Amen. I have a translation for Acts 5 and 3. Then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? In other words, Ananias, why have you given Satan permission to fill your heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? You lied to the Holy Spirit. This is what this translation says. And you kept some of the money for yourself. Oh, my God. God sees everything, saints. We cannot hide from God. We got to give God what he wants. And I know the scripture said, present your body uh, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. But guess what else God wants? Once he gets our heart, God wants our money. The Bible said that the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. Everything is already God. God loans us things, and he wants us to be a good stewardess over whatever he has loaned us. God loans our kids to us. They don't, uh, our kids, they don't belong to us. So when God loans our kids and our spouses, we have to be careful how we treat them, saints. We really, really do have to be careful how we treat one another. There's no excuse to mistreat nobody, whether if that person is saved or not saved, whether it's your spouse, whether it's their husband or their wife. We got to be careful what we say about one another. God is looking for obedience. In Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, it says, and Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. God is looking for obedience. A lot of times we want to fast and we want to bring God a sacrifice. And some things, it's, it's, it's not like God saying, I don't want you to give it to me because I want it. But God is looking for obedience. He wants us to be obedient, and then we bring God our offerings and, and our sacrifices because we don't want to be doing things for shape, form, and fashion. We want God to accept our sacrifices. You, uh, somebody might bring God $2,000. Well, if they're being disobedient, God is not too pleased with their sacrifice, saints of God. God wants to bless us. He wants us to live holy. He wants us to be obedient. Amen. I'm going to ask you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 21. 
First Kings chapter 21. <clears throat> I'm going to start at the first verse. And it came to pass after these things. After these things, in other words, in chapter 20, there was a war that was going on. And God wanted King Ahab to kill Benadad, but he didn't. So that caused some trouble. And it says, and it came to pass after these things that Naboth, the, Jazer, the Jazerite, had a vineyard, which was in Jazerah, what's that? Jazerah, hard by the palace of Ahab, king of Samaria. Naboth had a vineyard. He owned a piece of land. And Ahab wanted Naboth's land so he could plant a vegetable garden. But he, Naboth did not want to give it to him. So Ahab went home with his mouth stuck out, laying on the bed or laying wherever he was laying, and he wouldn't eat and his continence had fallen. It was something about him that his wife noticed. And she asked her husband, what's wrong with you? And Ahab said, I want Naboth vineyard and he won't sell it to me. So Jezebel started talking to her husband, in other words, telling him, get yourself together. I'll get this vineyard for you. You're gonna get it. So she had a plan. And Ahab spake unto Naboth, saying, Give me thy vineyard, that I may have it for a garden of herbs, because it is near unto my house. The vineyard was close to Ahab's house, so that's why he wanted it. And I will give thee for it a better vineyard than it, or if it seem good to thee, I will give thee the worth of it in money. So in other words, Ahab wasn't uh, asking Naboth to just give it to him. He was going to buy it. And if he had asked for more money, Ahab would have given it to him. And Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid it, that I should give the inheritance of my father unto thee. So that was supposed to stay in, in the family. They were not supposed to sell it. It was supposed to stay in the family, it was an inheritance. And Ahab came into his house, heavy and displeased because of the word which Naboth the Jezreelite had spoken to him, for he had said, I will not give thee the inheritance of my father. And he laid him down upon his bed and turned away his face and would eat no bread. But Jezebel his wife came to him and said unto him, why is thy spirit so sad? that thou eateth no bread. And he said unto her, because I spake unto Naboth the Jezreelite, and said unto him, give me thy vineyard for money, or else if it please thee, I will give thee another vineyard for it. And he answered, I will not give thee my vineyard. And Jezebel, his wife said unto him, does thou now govern, 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 the kingdom of Israel 
Arise and eat bread, and let thy heart be merry. For I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his uh, seal and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote in the letter saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people and set two men, sons of Belial, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thou didst blaspheme God and the king, and then carried him out and stoned him that he may die. Now when I read that last verse I just read, it kind of bothered me. When she told him to get a seat, it was supposed to be in three seats, and they were going to sit Naboth in the middle, trying to make him feel like he's really important, that he's really somebody not knowing that he was getting ready to be stoned and they were getting ready to kill him. But the one on the left and the one on the right, they were worthless men. They weren't no good. Because for one thing, they lied. And this is what Jezebel told them to do, lie on, um, lie on the boat so we can kill him. So Jezebel had him killed just so her husband could get the vineyard. And like I was saying earlier, God's eyes is roaming to and fro, saints of God. There's some things that God has given us. Don't give it up so easy. Don't be so quick to just give up something that God has given you. We got to fight for what God has given us. We got to fight even for the Holy Ghost. We got the Holy Ghost, and a lot of times we give up. We give up because we yield to temptation. And the Holy Ghost is so precious. It is so precious. And you know what? God is a good God. Like I said, God sees all things and he knows all things. I'm going to go ahead and turn to 2 Samuel chapter 12. Verse 12 through 15. For thou didst it secretly but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou should not die. Let me see, 15. Howbeit, because by this deed thou hast done great occasion to the enemy, of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. Saints of God, we can't do what we want to do. We can't. We cannot do what we want to do. And sometimes, believe it or not, sometimes I feel kind of Funny sometimes when I go forth, because I never get a chance to preach the messages where they're shouting, the people are shouting. And they just shouting and just running and just having a good time. But it's like when you come up, when, you, when God gives you a chastising message, sometimes people try to make you feel that you are all right. You know, that you don't need no help. And that God didn't give you the message. Just because a person is preaching or teaching the word of God, 
They're not saying that they don't need no help. They're not saying that I have arrived. They need some help, good God Almighty. They just being obedient unto the will of God. They just said yes unto God. So we gotta learn how to stop looking on the outward appearance and listen to the words that are coming out of that person's mouth because God is just using that person as a mouthpiece, saints. He's just using them as a mouthpiece. And when God sent David, to, when God sent Nathan to David, Nathan was the prophet at this particular time. And when uh, God sent him to uh, David, David confessed. David said, for I have sinned. And that's what God wants us to do, saints. When you mess up, confess up. Don't try to blame it on nobody else. Don't try to be like Adam. It was that wife that you gave me. God see everything. That's why come he judges the heart. So God told him, he said, and God has put away your sin. And you're not going to die. And I'm pretty sure that was good to David's ears. David messed up. And God, want, God wants us to think, think about the sin that you're getting ready to commit. Think about it. You know why God wants us to think about it? So we won't have to suffer the consequences. God is a good God, and God will forgive us saints. Yes, he will. He's a forgiving God, but check out the consequences. Look what we got to go through after we sin, after we mess up, after we walk in our flesh. Look what we have to go through, and it hurts. It hurts. So when we obedient, when we're when we're being obedient and do what God has called us to do, then we won't have to worry about getting a whooping. We won't have to worry about getting chastised because chastisement is coming. And if we endure chastisement, the Bible says that we're sons and not bastards. That's the word of God. The word of God is quick and it's powerful. And that word cuts sometimes. Sometimes the preacher can be up here preaching and that word be cutting. It's like sometimes God is tearing us up. But ain't no point in looking at that person getting mad at them. It's you. You did it. You did it. You did it. You did it. Don't blame it on nobody else. God see everything. God wants us to be holy, saints of God. Amen. I'm done. Amen. God is great and he's greatly to be praised. Is there anybody who want prayer? If you do, just come to the altar. <clears throat> Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to ask the saints to stand, please. And we're going to ask you to just to pray with us. Stick your hand out. Pray for these souls that's up here. Amen. And pray for the ones that didn't get up. Pray for the ones that are messing up just all over the place. That God would deal with them in a mighty way. That they will not be lost. Father, in your holy, precious name, Lord, we thank you for your mercy. 
Lord, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you for being so, so good. Father, we thank you for a, a portion of your word. Lord, press, look upon these souls. Bless them, Jesus. Bless their mind, Lord. You see what they're going through. You know what they've been through. You see what they're getting ready to go through. Lord, give them strength to go through their tests. Lord, open up doors, heal bodies, Father. Encourage their minds. In the name of Jesus, Lord, remember our loved ones that are sick. Remember the ones, Father, in the name of Jesus that are backsliders. Lord, restore backsliders in the name of Jesus. Lord, heal bodies. Lord, open up doors, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we need your help. We can't make it without you, Father. Bless your holy name, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord. Remember all the ones that lost loved ones, Jesus. Help, Father. Send strength, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, and we'll be careful to give you the praise, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Did you see it? Oh, Seeking the Messiah. Jesus said he coming. 